0: In John 10.10, 10, from the New American Standard, it said, A thief comes to steal and destroy. I came that you may have life, and life abundantly. Abundant life, life without limits. Life without containment, a life that will overflow. See how things, God's message doesn't change. When he's speaking, he has one thing. He's talking the same thing over and over again. We picked up a couple of key points. Point one was this. Through the life of Christ, he destroyed all the works of the evil one. 1 John 3, 8. The one who practices sin is for the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose to destroy all the works of the devil. That all the works covers all the works. So when everything is covered, What's missing? So whether you look at sin, whether you looked at rebellion, whether you looked at Jesus calming the storms, whether it was Lazarus in the tomb, even when Satan was on his best day, there was nothing that he could do that could ever stop Christ and the movement of the kingdom moving forward. We have been told for so long that the devil is so big and God is so small. We sang songs through our history of I'll Fly Away, O Glory. The picture of the church hanging on by its fingernails that the devil has got so strong that somebody's going to come on a white horse, rescue us all, and whip us all away. You know that's not God's plan. God's plan is that every day we kick the enemy's backside. Well, four of us. That that life of Christ in you and I is reflected and that you and I carry on from where Christ left off. Now, here's the problem. The problem is religion and the system have told you that you're so low down the pecking order that I'm not talking to you. It can't be, because remember, we get to that whole thing of, I need to punish myself, I need to tell myself I'm a dirty dog, that I'm a sinner saved by grace. Am I a sinner saved by grace? Yes. Do I stay a sinner saved by grace? I move to sonship. Yep. But if all I ever see myself is before the cross and never through the cross, things will never ever change in my life. I was amazed there was... Some time ago, a couple of years ago, and Andy witnessed this. We were talking uh, with a guy one day, and we were talking about how um, God changes things and he works in your life. Somebody had been saved for 20 years, and being saved in 20 years, they believed that you could never, ever be forgiven of your sins. And you go, you've been saved for 20 years. Can I just tell you something? You've never been saved. You've been in church a long time, but you've never been saved. Because that whole process of going, I come to the cross, and every day I'm reminded of how bad I am and what he did. We know that. But life through the cross is, this is what you were, and this is what you will be. This is what you are. God brings us through. We then saw last week, didn't we, that through the death of Jesus Christ, it destroyed the power of the evil one. And what is that power that the enemy held over us? The fear of death. Death of relationships. Death of our joy. Death of of our joy of our salvation. Death of different situations. Death of our stature. Death of our status. Death of so many things that we compromise so much in our life just to try and make everybody pretend that everything's all right in my world. Everything's all right. And I can't let somebody know I've just took a backward step or how's things with you and a oh, it's all right. It's all right. And you know that when you go home, you fight like cat and dog. There's all the different elements. How I want to be perceived and actually how life is are two completely different things. But Jesus Christ is say came to destroy that power of death. For I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. We said, didn't we, that where life is concerned, there are three areas. Survival, success, and abundance. But very few of us ever get to abundance. Most live at survival level. We think we're doing great if we've got to success. Success is, I owned a home. I went on a holiday. I pay me bills. Happy days. God's with me. You know what? Your neighbor does that without God. There has to be more that you and I carry. Amen. We finished off last week with the fantastic scripture of, oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, grave, where is your sting? We have to see this whole process of what Christ has done for us and in us is maybe bigger than we've ever thought it can be. And if we can tap into that, things will change in us. Things will change around us. We also said through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, he destroyed the presence of The evil one, for far greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So, your job and my job, and the preceding word that comes this year the preceding word being that which God is speaking your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Reminded again, Revelation 12 and there was war in heaven, and Michael and Satan uh, collide. God and the Trinity are not even involved. Michael's involved. But there's that fantastic verse that says, and there was no place found for him in heaven. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And there was no place found for him. There must be no place found for him. That there may be no place found for him. The kingdom of God is forcefully advancing and forceful men and women lay hold of it. So as God's kingdom and his life starts to work out in you and I, we cannot help but push death, his presence, the works of the enemy back, back and back. There is no problem with the source. So even when we said today, the windows of heaven are waiting to pour out and are pouring out, the well springs break out. There is always water. The issue is, will my vessel hold any? I think it's Jeremiah that declares, you have dug your own systems, wells that won't hold water. We've done it so often our way and wondered why we never got any return. Because God says, do it my way and just start to see what will change. Amen? Amen. But we come through the cross. We said after Jesus' life had been presented to the Father and accepted, he came down, he meets the disciples, and he breathes on them and says, Receive the Holy Spirit. At that moment, salvation takes place for the disciples because before a death and resurrection, there can be no salvation because there is no forgiveness for sins. They accept the Holy Ghost and he says, stay in Jerusalem until you receive the power from heaven. So the Holy Ghost was there as a deposit guarantee in their inheritance, but then they need the empowering. Now, we've touched all of those boxes. Which is brill? It's all right, we're starting nice and slow because I've got many gears to go through. We've had all of those boxes ticked. We have the deposit of the Holy Ghost. Remember, again, what we said before, Percy Panda. Jesus, the Father makes his abode, the Holy Ghost, as a deposit guarantee in our inheritance. Then we opened our life to the Holy Ghost, for His empowering. That's starting to work through. The thing that needs to change in you and I is how this works and how this connects. What is happening in my heart and how I bring my mind into order. But the greatest thing, or one of the greatest things that we came from last week is that the spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is that same spirit that is now living in you. Is anything too hard for God? Well, tell your face, because you're not suddenly the case he can't fix. You know, I've told you before, I don't watch much TV, but occasionally if it was on, I quite liked it. House, you ever see House? House. And I liked House, because House always was given those problems that nobody else could fix. And everybody was always dying until the last five minutes of the program, and they'd always find it somewhere, wouldn't they? And he said, oh, it's Billy Bug that's living behind his ear, and nobody knew. He picked it up on his Mediterranean holiday. It was all the kind of stuff that came through. You are not some case that God has not seen before. You are not a situation where God goes, flipping it, eh? we better get our ads together. Dave Tilbrook, we've not seen Dave Tilbrook before. Has anybody ever met a Dave Tilbrook? Michael, have you ever met? No, no, that's Gabriel, have you ever? No. Sorry, heaven's a bit stuck. We've got a Dave Tilbrook. Anything that's happening in and through our lives doesn't take him by surprise and he's not in a position that goes, do you know what, I can't move. I can't do anything. We're moved this morning in God. Now here's the point. The point was this, that God has given us life real life and eternal life. So there was life in the two dimensions. So we got all of this. This is just the recap from last week, yeah? he gives us real life because we have natural needs, do we not? God says we take care of our natural needs. But we cannot take care of our natural needs and ignore our spiritual needs. Our spirits need to grow probably at a greater speed and dimension than our natural needs, but both are just important. So are you ready to go? I'm ready to go, so fasten your seatbelts. We're all in. Get ready for takeoff. Captain says, sit down. Stewardesses, take your positions, and we're off. Let's speak today about the new you. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says there, uh, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. We are new creations. Thank God you're a new creation. Do you know what? If we're honest with each other, we don't really like the new one, so how bad was the old one? <laughs> Is that a riddle? Is that a riddle? We're in church with people we're supposed to like, and we kind of go, I don't necessarily like the new one, but what was the old one like? The old has gone, the new has come. Sorry, David, I didn't actually mean that when I say? Said... <laughs> Here's something that we need to get nailed once and for all. Are you ready? Should we kick a sacred cow or two en route? This is my want. Your sin nature has been dealt with once and for all. When you accepted Jesus Christ as your own personal savior and instantly am transferred, translated, because to be translated is to be removed from one place to another without death. I'm translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Yes? Sin nature is dealt with once and for all. So what's the problem? You can't take back sin nature. But you can deal with sin habit. Sin nature, God is responsible for. So He removes us and He sees us perfect, washed clean, made whole in Jesus Christ. So the minute I am born again, He sees me in Christ. I am in like that water this morning, enveloped. I am surrounded by Christ. We used the word on Thursday and so it was safe. Nobody stoned me so I can use it again. I may have lived like a div. But I'm still in Christ. Yes. So that was his responsibility to put me in Christ. Yes. Sin habit is my responsibility. I do the things I've always done. I need to learn to retrain myself, to reeducate myself and do things that I haven't or shouldn't necessarily be doing. In my health situation, as things have changing, it is amazing that one of the things that I am not allowed to go near, touch with a barge pole or go anywhere near anymore is Wheat based products. What is Phil's big, greatest delight in life? I'm having a cheese sarnie, crusty bread. It's all going to be there with a nice bit of mature cheddar, bit of Branston. Stop it, Phil. All of that. I have to create a new habit that says, when I go into my kitchen and maybe I'm looking for a snack, I can't start where the bread bin is. And I can't start where the rice is. And I can't stand where the pasta is. And I'll I'll start with his carrot. But I had to, over a process of time, learn to train myself that says, this is what my body's wanting and craving but I must give it something else for the long-term benefit. Because if, say, for instance, we live in the land of silly numbers where blood's concerned, down here at number four, might be that's where normal life is. Phil has a sandwich, and it's we're living at the land of 17 or 18. It might be not that healthy in the long run. Now, somebody might say, if you do it once or twice... It's all right. You can give yourself a bit of a treat. But like they said to me down at the doctor's, they said, it's fine. If you want a sandwich, you have a sandwich. Have many sandwiches you want. But one day will come the day when you don't wake up. All right, then. So you decide, have a sandwich or don't wake up. Have a sandwich, don't wake up. Um, I'll do the waking up, thank you. I'll get rid of the sandwich altogether. That's a little bit by the by. But we have to be in a position where we start to place inside of ourselves a new nature. Bad company corrupts good character. Proverb, lay down with dogs, you get fleas. It's amazing how many people you find, and how many times I've heard this through my life in church, the story of the prodigal son. The prodigal son, everybody believes that if I go away I'll always know my way back. So they say, well, I grew up in church, so what I'm going to do is go and taste what's outside of there. I'll go and give it a go. And like the prodigal son, I'll just return and God will have me back. It's amazing how many people never find the grid reference or postcode to get back. Once they're out, the wheels have fell off. But, you know, the scripture declares this, doesn't it? That we are called to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Yes? Well, let me read you the context of that from Philippians 2, verses 12 to 13. It says, therefore, my, uh, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out, so remember that word, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do. I must work out what God is starting to work in. Is that a riddle? That which God is working in me, I must make room for it to say yes to him and cause that to be worked out in my life. So this morning, again, the word comes. So the word says, go deeper to where he is. God is sowing a word in our hearts and his response is, you must come to where I am. I'm not going to keep coming to where you are. You must come to where I am. Work out what he is working in. We've said through this whole process over the last two weeks that if we're honest with each other, the only thing we ever really deserve was death and separation. But because of God's sovereign grace and his love towards us, again, we started off where the love was this morning, his love towards us and moving us forward, he gave us that which we didn't deserve. But once he's bought us with a great price, we can't keep relying on just his grace and mercy to hold us. We have to become accountable. But there's a great thing. When we talk about the spirit or the deposit that God has placed inside of us from that salvation, the deposit he placed was a, not only a recreated deposit, but the spirit of resurrection and life has been deposited in you and me. Well, thank you for your underwhelming response. The seed of resurrection and life is deposited in you. It's deposited in me, and God isn't a bum investor. He doesn't back failures. He backs what he knows he's going to win. And who's going to win? Well, Chris and Veronica seem like they're going to win. We're going to win. Because all of these processes, again, remembering that God doesn't have any favorites, He's leading us from one degree of glory to the next. Process, progress. All of these things that we talk about are not buzzwords. They're coming to the place so this resurrection can kick out and bring forth, amen? In 1 Peter 1.23, it declares this, and this is our, our main scripture. And having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but the incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides in you forever. So we have an incorruptible seed that lives in you and will stay in you forever, You have an incorruptible seed which lives in you and abides in you forever. Forever. Whoever Heather is. Forever. There is a powerhouse of God living in every single one of us. If I was to get an apple now and break it open, in an apple you will always find seeds. You can normally count, can't you, if you've got a brain and you've got more than 10 fingers? You can use your toes. Unless you well I was gonna say something that, I won't. More than ten fingers. You count the seeds within an apple. But can you count the apples in a seed? So you open an apple and you go, it's got five seeds in it. But you take one seed, you plant that, it germinates, it grows, it becomes a tree. How many apples are in that one seed? Now God turns around and says, I create in you a powerhouse which is so awesome, that if you just do basic steps that I tell you, forget you being Percy Thrower, forget you being, he was an old-time gardener, he's the only name I know, forget you being the most green-fingered person in the world, if you follow the idiot's guide to seed, you will produce fruit. This seed, as we said, it's only in seed form, yeah? But a seed must be watered. This is my basic gardening. Gardening one-on-one. A seed must be watered. A seed must be nurtured. As it grows, it must be pruned and taken care of. Yes, uh, this is all fill the non-gardener. And a seed must come through to maturity so that it will bear much fruit. So here's our point. We are washed by or watered by the word. We are nurtured by the word. We're pruned, cut back, the standard set, by the word. We're matured by the word. So let's go back to our statement that we made last week. How you treat the word is how you will treat the word. We must come to the place where we read the word and allow space for the word to read you. For how we treat the word is how we treat the word. For Jesus Christ is the written word and the living word. Amen. Nothing was created and exists without the word. So if I come to the place where I have no word life, it's normally reflected in that I have no word life. I now live in the example of SOS prayers on the bus. Help me out of this. Just get through. God, you understand. All those kind of prayers. But I'll find that if I don't read, then my connection to the word is normally very sparse. Put the two together. And you'll find that as your life is watered, that seed, corruptible incorruptible seed that's inside of you, Is nurtured, watered, pruned, matured. Christ will be revealed. Basic steps. You're saying, Phil, this is not rocket science this morning. It's not supposed to be. It's basic. Do you know we have those books, don't you? It's kind of uh, whatever, word for dummies. Opening beans for dummies. How to put a key in a lock for dummies. This is how to create or work with this seed for dummies. Because we've got to take away all excuses. I can really super spiritualize this this morning. I've got all the terminology. I've got the scriptures I can pull down. I can make this so, so difficult. I can make it so spooky spiritual that you'll walk out of here and go, that sounded good, but I haven't a clue what he was talking about. So I had a word with myself and said, right, let's keep this down. At this level, so that we can all draw from, and hopefully, there'll be some fruit on the tree. Yes. If we are a new creation in Christ, yes. would we say this morning, if we've accepted Jesus Christ, you are a new creation? Yes. Yes. And do you realize that downloaded into us is a brand new operational system that allows us to do everything that God is telling us? to do doesn't matter about your age doesn't matter about your sex doesn't matter about where you're from doesn't matter about where you've been doesn't matter about your history it's all about where you're going and this operational system which has been downloaded into you see here's a key my body my mind and my emotions have all been exposed to sin I think about it, I've practiced it, I make room for it. Everything that I am has been exposed to sin. But there's one part of me that has never been touched. What part's that? The incorruptible seed. That's that bit that lives inside of me, that life of Christ that goes, you're not having this. Yeah, you have been a dipstick, but you're not having this bit. Now it's inside that core of what we are that everything of making this incorruptible seed will work. Can I talk computers just for a second without talking computers? Because even though I use computers, I don't really know about computers. I plug them in and I unplug them. It's a bit like using the car. I put petrol in it and I drive it. If it starts, I'm all right. If there's ever a problem with my computer, there is a cry that I I call the help desk. Kev, there's a problem with a computer. So... I'm not going to talk to you in some kind of flowery terms, and I think I'll maybe open the door a little bit to everything that we're, we should all or most of us understand. With your computer, it's amazing. If you buy one from the shop, the salesman always tells you, you need a firewall and virus protection software. Oh, yes? yes? <laughs> buy a Mac, you don't need any of that. They always tell you that all of these things the world is going to, as soon as you go and they open up your computer to the land of the Internet you're going to have these viruses and you're going to have these trolls and you have everything that's going to come and invade your world and then it's going to steal all your data and somebody in the Philippines is going to say, I'm Phil from Manchester and buy himself a new pair of shoes. You know, you've seen all that kind of stuff that goes on. But we have a virus protection that's already built into this seed that says there is a firewall that says this far and no further. This incorruptible seed is what it is. It is incorruptible. Should we use a Ron Seal statement? The best one since Mars bar. It does what it says on the tin. The incorruptible seed does what it says on the tin. It is incorruptible. Now here's the thing. If we just use our world at the moment, you can be creative with me for a second. If I've suddenly become the all-consuming new world's computer in here, and I apply some of these principles just for a moment. When I accept Jesus Christ as my own uh, personal saviour, and I become that new creation, in that very moment, my capacity increases. My hard drive suddenly got bigger. Back in the day when I bought my first Mac, it came with an amazing amount of memory, four gig thought wow the world the world could not fill four gig there is no way that the world could fill four gig i can never ever fill my computer now your little memory sticks 32 gig 64 think how big it was compared to my computer that sign was 18 gig he was like think about it's nearly four computers four and a bit computers Just in one picture. But my capacity starts to increase. God's word to us this year is that revelation and understanding are coming your way. And what have we said? Let's all be honest. You'll pretend it's not you, but let's all be honest. That when we've been doing authentic, you've gone, I can't keep up. I haven't got the capacity to be able to download what God is saying. And then he goes, Do you want to just press that button that says software update? And when you press the software update, you go, ah, this suddenly makes sense. And we make room for it, and it didn't fill us. Then we add something else, and then we add something else. This kingdom life, this Christ life in which we live, is an operational dynamic. It wants to fill all that we are, and it wants to express itself. But then with your computer, it's not just how much memory you've got. It's how fast is your processor? How fast is your processing speed? And it's amazing that you're finding more and more as we're stepping into revelation and understanding that God is speaking and I get it quicker. Do you remember when Pastor Tony turned around and said that Jonathan David taught for four and a half years on the order of Melchizedek, and you went, (laughs) yeah, Melchizedek, yeah, I haven't a clue what you're talking about, and I have sat in a room with some smart people, and every one of them's nodding in that conference, oh, brilliant, Melchizedek, we're all the way, they go, have you any idea what he's talking about, Melchizedek, no, I haven't a clue, have you got any ideas, no, I haven't a clue, Philip DePont, one of the smartest people I know, go, Philip, you must know, what's he talking about, I haven't a clue, I just keep turning up and taking notes. As we're learning to process and draw down what God is saying, we're getting it quicker, and there's a capacity inside of us that says build that into us, gets bigger and bigger. Here's the next bit. We're seeing in full HD. You get your screen, it's full HD. It's pixel sharp. Yes? Oh, Sad, here. you don't have proper computers, you deal. It's pixel sharp. It's retina display. It's what you see. It's WYSIWYG. I can use a creative term, WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. It's brilliant. And God is starting to show us different things. He says your capacity's increased. You see, see clearer. You hear clearer. There is room that's got. It's not full of viruses. What you've got, you can trust. And guess what you've also got? The ability to upload and download. For a bunch of these people sat here in the room, won't have a clue of what we're talking about. But we know, those of us who are old school, we know and remember, dial up. Do you remember dial up? See, so you lot, you live in the land of, I'm downloading Avengers the movie. For us back in the day, when the internet was kicking off, to get a picture, you get a cable... You walk across your house, it was on a spool, you'd walk across your house and you unplug the phone and you plug in your cable. You then go back and put in the address and go to download and it starts like a fax machine and the noise is killing you, but it's all buzzing away like billio, and you've got a little picture and you get a pixel at a time. <laughs> I'll make a brew and I'll come back. So you lot downloading Avengers the movie, you haven't a clue. But for those of us who remember dial-up, we know what it's like. But for those of us who've lived in church for a while, we see ourselves now getting to the place of fiber optic where God is moving so quick. But we remember in the not too distant days of dial-up. If we ask a question, we might not get a response. If we ask a question, how long is it is till something starts to move? You see, inside every one of us now is not only the ability to open what God is saying, but the skills and ability to use what God is saying. It's on your Lincoln. It's all right. It makes a noise. Here we go. Paul Lincoln He's having his dinner. I wrote this note to myself yesterday. So forgive me, because you know I'm talking to me when I say this. I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to me. But if it's speaking to you, well, I can't help that. It's amazing how many smartphones are in the hands of people who are not that smart. <laughs> Shall I say that again, just in case you went over your head? It's amazing how many smartphones are in the hands of people who are not that smart. You go for your phone upgrade... And the guy goes, you can sync your diaries, you can this with it, you can that with it, you can FaceTime it, you can this with it, you've got all of these things, it's got a money converter on it, it's got a tape measure, it's got a compass. Should you get lost or your dog needs to find its way home, tap in a PIN number and your dog will just go, it'll ring on its collar, it'll draw it all in. Phil's response is, does it go ring, ring? All right, okay. Say, I want a smartphone, but I don't necessarily need all the smart bits on it. Does it go ring-ring? Does it go text if I need it to text? Yeah? And has it got a camera? You know, 90% of what's in that built-in program and in that device, I want to be able to show everybody else that I've got it, but I haven't a clue what it does, and I haven't a clue how it does it, but I want to show you that I've got the ability that just in case I'm ever needed, I can phone my dog from Guatemala. Yeah? Does that not sound too familiar? That when we take our Christian life in, we turn around and say, I've given you everything you need for life and godliness. Excuse me. When I call, do you go ring ring? If I decide to send you an SOS text, Can you get me? Oh, and by the way, uh, can I take a photo? Because it's always, you've got to take a photo. God's trying to put so much inside of us that there isn't a problem with the box. His ability and everything he's downloaded is into this incorruptible seed. This incorruptible seed is what's going to cause your life and my life to change. But I can't ignore it, and it's time I started working with it. It's time I give it the room, the desires, and everything else it's worthy of. See, the Christ life has to be seen. But we get back to, when we were talking on Thursday, and we said obstacles to faith or obstacles to repentance. The obstacles to this is very, very basic. And that is deal with sin habit. If I deal with sin habit, And then I start to apply basic touching God for dummies, read, pray, come aside. Now, it's amazing, you know, people will say to us all day long, Phil, this is extremely basic, what you're talking about. You're talking to us about saying that if I have a daily walk with Jesus, things will change. Yes. Yes. You don't need another prophecy You don't need a mystic Meg to suddenly appear out of the ethos and tell us something different. We don't even need to see an angel. God says, if you start to walk with me, just watch what I can do. Because that incorruptible seed can't help but start to grow. The new creation reality is very, very simple. The simpleness of the new creation reality is this. There is a reason why the scripture says, walk in the light as I'm in the light. There is a reason why it says, fellowship in the light (laughs) as I'm in the light. There is a reason he turns around and says, put on holiness, be holy for I am holy. All of these help to nurture, water and grow the incorruptible seed. If I feed the flesh my habits and what I want to do, all the things that I believe will give me and maintain life, it takes me away from him. Again, this is not rocket science this morning. and I am deliberately staying away from the rocket science bits. But we're learning to grow where he is. We have to understand what's on the inside. See, there's a smartphone. Tell it there. That's an Apple ring, that one. Here's some crazy thoughts, if you could just get your head around this just for a moment. And that is, the same potential that's in Jesus Christ is in you. Oh, no. The same lack of limitations that's on Christ is in you. Oh, no. We don't get too many amens when we get to those bits. What Christ can do, I can do. Thank you, John. How He had his relationship with the Father. I can have a relationship with the Father. As he hears from the Father, I can hear from the Father. As he is led by the Spirit, I can be led by the Spirit. As he pushes back the enemy, I can push back the enemy. When he commands healing... I can command healing. When he says that we have the ministry to set captives free and bring prisoners out of darkness, we have the same liberty. We have the same life. But we're always in seed form. Now, there's not a problem being in seed form. If I take Ange, Angie's one of those where we was in, where, was, where did we go last week, Angie? We lost my world, Buxton. We was in Buxton last week. And uh, we're walking around, we're near the pavilion and all the stuff. And what do I have to prize Angie away from? Oh, it's the little flowers time. It's spring, so all the new buds are out. And she's walking along going, oh, I'll have some of them for me hanging baskets, and I'll have some of that for this, and I'll have some of that for that, and I'll have some of that for the other. So come on, Angie, we'll have a brew instead. So... You look at the stuff, it's the time of year for things to start flourishing. They're not immaturity, are they? They're just flourishing. There is nothing wrong with this seed that we've got being in an immature state. But if we desire to see the fruit on the tree and desire to see what God has in store for us, what is immature must come to maturity. Watered, nurtured, pruned, matured. Brought to fruit on the tree. Now here's the crazy scripture that I don't like. Because it gives me no excuse. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I don't like that bit. Because suddenly all my excuses have gone. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Have you got the same Christ? Christ. Are you a new creation? Has the old gone? Has the new come? Have you got the Holy Spirit, the same one that raised Jesus Christ from the dead? Is he living in you? Have you got the incorruptible seed? Has he downloaded his software, his new operating system in you that says... I will give you the mind of Christ. I will show you how to walk in the spirit. I will tell you what to say and how to say it. I will give you the power. I will give you the boldness. I'll even give you the opportunities. Is that the same for you as it is for me? So I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So why don't we do? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not tall enough. (laughs) Says Dave. (laughs) Is Find your reason. You'll probably find, remember when we said before, because this is, I do believe this is key, the way you treat the word is the way you treat the word? When the thought came to you this morning, when God spoke and he releases the word that says, come deeper, what was the first thing that entered your mind? Because the very thing that entered your mind that maybe was your hindrance to moving forward is the same reason why, and all these things you can do, doesn't get done. Because I now start the battle, the battle between the old nature and the new nature. We have a new created spirit. But I choose which one is going to guide me or lead me today. My old life or the incorruptible seed. The incorruptible seed is always holding its ground, I know we're saying, today, today, let it be me. But this one, my old nature, has a big gob. It shouts louder than the incorruptible seed. The incorruptible seed is just there. It's constant. It's saying, live, water me, nurture me, grow me, mature me. Let Christ be revealed. But the old bit goes, I like this bit because it's all about me. I don't know about you, but I like the things that are about me. I've said it. I've said it now. I like to be liked. I like to be interesting. Like all the different aspects of what I do. I Like to be appreciated, all the bits. But best of all, you know, Pastor Tony talked about it um, a couple of years ago. When he turned around and says, And I like me days. Remember what you said a me day is? A me day is when the most important person in the world is me. And on them days, I'm going to eat what I want. I'm going to drink what I want. I'm going to go to bed when I want. I'm going to get up when I want. I'm going to watch what I want. I'm going to pick my nose if I want. I won't change my socks if I don't want. I can do anything because it's a me day. Yes? It's amazing how many me days we have without thinking, I won't change my socks. (laughs) You know, life is and evolves around us. See, because all the time we're given a pattern that says life is found here, and I must try and draw it in, rather than the incorruptible seed says life is here, and you must bring it out. We keep adding more and more to get less and less. But if I realize more and more this process of For Christ to be revealed, something has to change. And what changes? Making more room for the incorruptible seed. See, here's the rotten bit and the scripture we don't like. For I have been crucified with Christ. Uh And I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Do you know what? You feel like you can punch your own face in as you're saying, saying that, can't you? I no longer live. Because do you remember? We used the scripture on Thursday, didn't we? We said, well, not a scripture. We used the, the statement on Thursday. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. And what was the end of that statement? What a load of tripe. Because it isn't true. It is true. God did say it. But I'm not necessarily believing it. Because I can believe it without acting in it. And that didn't settle it because I don't come to faith in an area. I could just say, yeah, God said it, but it didn't produce anything. This is the same statement that I have been crucified with Christ. Yes, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. I'm not going to take a straw poll this morning and say, why don't you stick your hand up this morning if that's you? Because I don't necessarily think if we're all being honest, there'll be that many hands put in the air. All of these things are never negative. They're not there to knock us back. They're not there to cause us to become disillusioned in any way. This whole process of looking is saying that if I'm going to find myself in Christ, things will change. Do you remember this very statement we made in the worship? That Christ came to live in me but it's completely different for me to find myself in him. Church, something is changing. We can put words to some of it. We can't put words to other bits. Our stance and process of what we called our walk with God is changing. For Christ must be revealed and the church must be reformed. For if it's not, nothing ever changes. I'll fool you. You'll fool me. It'll all be a case of the emperor's new clothes. Yeah. We know the story of the emperor's new clothes, yeah. don't we? Yeah. Oh, you look brilliant. I'll tell you all day you look brilliant. You tell me I look brilliant. And everybody else says, yeah, but you're a bunch of idiots. Yeah. We need to be able to be those who carry life, don't we? Yes. So here's the key. If we want this incorruptible seed to bear the fruit that it's going to bear, I have to put an end to the I life once and for all. I don't even like saying the words myself. So, I'll be honest with you. It's, I must put an end to the I life. You know it's stuck in the back of my own throat. Because saying it is the easy bit. Because I've lived with me quite a while. And I've probably lived with me longer than God's lived with me, as in that new recreated spirit. And I like an awful lot of me days. Well, see, you don't like me days, but I like me days. But I do change me socks, I'm telling you I do. We have to start learning to work and live from the deposit of life which is in us, rather than thinking what is my understanding of what makes life work? It's hugely different. If we go deeper, if we take off that extra measure, if we allow ourselves to dance in the rain, if we cause that new well to burst forward, if we cause Christ to be revealed, if I stop thinking about me and take on some of the things he's talking about, if I allow that incorruptible seed to bear fruit, just watch how your life changes. The question is, do I want my life to change? What was it Pastor Tony said a while ago? I think it was Jenny who put it on Facebook. Everybody likes change, but nobody wants to change. It's all gone quiet in here now. The process that's in this is that God loves us. His heart is for us and not against us. Because why would he spend the blood of his own son to purchase us and then beat us like dogs and keep us a long way off? He wants to draw us close to himself and turn around and say, you are part and parcel of making this kingdom life work. You don't have to be afar off any longer. It's so a time to say, we had that wonderful moment a couple of years ago. Remember in our first um, Agents of Change well, we locked shields? You know, God's calling in the chips. You locked shields and said, this is what you want. This is where you're going. I'm calling it in. But what I'm calling in, I'm not asking for nothing that you haven't already given me. I'm just changing some priorities. I'm changing elements of life so that Christ can be seen. If we do and say yes to him, this is the start of the abundant life. See, we say we can have life and we have life to the full. Two aspects. I came that you may have real life and eternal life. The spiritual aspect of our life has to come online. And as it comes online, Christ is revealed. But I'm scared about the Christ being revealed bit. That's your cognitive dissonance again. Because the truth is, many of us don't know what he looks like when I open the door. When I let him out, what's it going to be like? Have you ever had those conversations with people who looked about, you say, okay, right, well, the Holy Ghost is here tonight. And uh, you can be filled with the Holy Spirit, David. Have you ever spoken in tongues? No, would you like to... Uh, be filled with the Holy Ghost and what it is. Well, what does that mean? Well, he's going to come and live inside of you and then he's going to start working from that point and there'll be access he gets to take over. But I don't want him to take over. What if I'm just in the middle of Asda and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost decides he's going to take over and suddenly I become like some crazy muppet running around arms flaying, doing random words. No, that doesn't happen, Dave. No, but it might happen. We're in a position of we don't know what Christ's reveal looks like. So I don't know if I want it. But once I've seen it demonstrated, somebody goes, that's the life I want. Because every one of us have been sold the bag of goods that says what you need is a church life. You don't need a church life. You need a God life. The God life and a Christ-centered God life is what makes life work. Being sat in church is you being sat in church. You know, this is a bingo hall without a bingo. This is a social club without a bar. What it is, we come, all we're doing is what everybody else does. It's the Christ life which makes a difference. Amen? Amen? So we get to that place and say, my God, if Christ is going to live and it's no longer I something will change because we come back to our preceding word. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. If we're seeking, don't be surprised that God starts doing some adding. He'll do adding in you, but God's a great accountant. God also does some taking away. We don't like the bit about the taking away. God adds... God takes away. But everything inside of us, the most precious thing that we hold is this incorruptible seed. The incorruptible seed is the one thing that we've never really been encouraged to grow. Because we talk about grow the anointing, grow your gifting, grow your knowledge, grow your, all of that, but that bit of Christ in here that all of the time is trying to get out is what the Holy Ghost says. Do you know what? In the church in these days, this is what I'm putting back on the agenda. I'm putting this on the agenda because as Christ is revealed from that incorruptible seed, the kingdom will be advanced. See, when Christ is let out, I will see as he sees, I will speak as he speaks, and I will do what he does. But I can't do it just with my this is my knowledge, this is my understanding, this is what I believe it's going to be. He sets the pattern. He is the pattern son. As we move towards him, move towards what he's doing in our lives, things will change. Now, it's difficult for me this morning. And the reason it's difficult, because I want to get all wrong, wrong term to use. So I won't say that. I want to get to the place of going, right, let's add 47 scriptures to it. Let's give you handcuffs that you'll never get out of. Let's give you, I'm going to be here like the best courtroom barrister that says, if you're a jury, you're going to go, he's guilty. If he's not guilty, you've got to be an idiot. Give you terms that say, I can tie you in so much just with scripture that you say, it's this or nothing. And each time I've been trying to go down a different avenue this morning, I felt a check in the spirit that just says, keep it simple. Keep it simple. So in the keeping it simple, we have a new created spirit. I'm a new creation in Christ. I have the impartation of this incorruptible seed. I have the operational dynamic that God has already downloaded into me that I must now mature and learn how to work out. You can have the best piece of software that would make the BBC look like nothing and everything you do is DreamWorks. You've got the best piece of software. But have you ever downloaded something on your computer because it looked dead smart on the advert? And then apart from opening it, you haven't a clue what to do. You don't know how to use the menus... You don't, right, well, all of a sudden I can take this picture and make it look like the Mona Lisa. No, you can't, because it takes some skill and ability. The software can do everything, but have I got the skill to make the software work? God says, let me train you on how to make this operational dynamic be like Christ. And in the being like Christ is revealed, because I can't work it up. I've tried to let Christ be revealed. you ever sat there, you've been on the bus and you're going, God, I'm ready, I'm ready. I'll heal the sick, I'm on the bus, I'm ready. Then like we said, then somebody in a squeaky wheelchair comes on, you ain't got a clue. You know, we're intimidating in our faith. I can try and work things up. Things don't change. But when that life naturally grows, when that life expands, Christ can't help but be seen. Stand to our feet. in my mind, this morning, I always had much more gusto than this. There was a lot more fire in the tank, and there is an awful lot more fire in the tank. But as I said, I've just felt that pull, check back, going, maybe it's not the right time this morning to sow something of everything that we need to sow. But if we get hold of that whole principle of that incorruptible seed is put inside of us so that it will produce the Christ life, I just have to learn to work with him and walk with him for that to happen. Let's start with there. Okay, so let's just raise our holy hands just for a moment. We say, Father, I thank you for that which you've imparted inside of us. I thank you, my God, that I am a new creation. I thank you, Lord God, that the old has gone, the new has come. And I pray, my God, Father, our desire as a house is to have Christ revealed. Father, I pray that which you did, we can do. Father, we pray for how many times our faith has been intimidated, how many times we've been knocked back, how many times, Lord God, we've lived the I life. But Father, I speak for me this morning. I can't speak for everybody else. I speak for me. And I say, Father, let the Christ be revealed. That Lord God, Father, I pray I say yes to you and the Holy Ghost again. I pray, Father, that you will give us a greater desire and love for the Word and a greater desire for your Son, the Word. That, Lord God, Father, I pray that that love relationship will just overwhelm us again. But, Lord God, Father, I pray for your grace to keep us. But I pray, Father, how quickly we will learn to repent and respond to you. That, Lord, as you've said again to us today, measure off another thousand and come deeper that, Lord, it will not be left in this room, but as we go home, that, Father, we will seek your face, we will push after you, we will draw on you again, that, Lord God, Father, you will take us deeper so that when we come together, my God, Father, we hold your presence. Thank you, Lord God, that you want to refresh us, that you want to pour out your rain. You want to touch us again, that Christ may be revealed in our midst. And the people of God said, Amen. 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 (laughs)